we never see it coming. We are excited about this new relationship. They are the most wonderful person we've ever met. Yet, if they're a cluster B, they're a Trojan horse. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, it seems like a lot of podcasts that I've done that talks about deception, the deception that the cluster bees show us at the beginning of the relationships um, are popular because I think a lot of us are searching for understanding, comfort, solace, whatever you want to call it, in thinking that we're not crazy because they write songs about it. Morgan Evans wrote a song. If you get a chance, uh, look it up on YouTube and watch the video. It's over for you. And some of the lyrics basically said, I'm just going to quote a couple of lyrics that he sings about. He's talking about a broken relationship with his wife, who he eventually, they, they eventually got divorced, unfortunately. But in his lyrics that he wrote, which are, it's very painful for him. And it was painful for me to listen to it because he basically sings, how many times did you say you loved me when it wasn't true? And this is part of the deception that we're talking about, the Trojan horse cluster B. He also goes on to sing uh, that I'm looking at here. Let me see where I, uh, oh yeah, here it is. It would be easier if I hated you because a lot of people write about how they still love their cluster B, how they can't live without their cluster B. So he, he sings, it would be easier if I hated you, but I still miss the person that I thought I knew. So if we look and we, analyze those lyrics. And one could say, oh, well, definitely his wife was a cluster B. Maybe not. But the lyrics resonate with me because how many times did you say you loved me when it wasn't true? And basically he's singing about when was it over for her? When was the relationship over? Because he obviously didn't know that it was over. We're talking about a discard here. And again, maybe I'm reading too much into these lyrics, but it does sound very much like that. And then it would be easier if I hated you, but I still miss the person that I thought I knew. And this is precisely the problem that we have with dealing with cluster bees. We don't know them and we never will. The person that you thought you fell in love with was manufactured by the cluster B. Okay. They're going to tell you that they love you, that they can't live without you. They don't know what love is. And I've talked about this for countless podcasts. And I understand that it's extremely difficult for most of us who are norms, most of us who are empathic, most of us who can love on an adult level to understand that because we interpret their behaviors at the beginning, which are incredible because they are mirroring you. They are matching you. They are showing you a person that they've manufactured that just cannot hold up under the weight of the relationship. It can't, it cannot be sustained. So my wife of over 20 years did a number on me. She was a Trojan horse cluster B. Oh my gosh. If I think back to when I originally met her, I mean, yeah, there was all sorts of love bombing. There was all sorts of, she was the first person to say, I love you, but she doesn't mean it because she doesn't have the capacity to love. It's just not there. 
And it's so hard for us to accept, even in a short relationship, even if the relationship is only two weeks old, it doesn't have to be 20 years like me. It can be two weeks old. It makes such an impact on us. It makes us so high because it fills us with what we want. It's a symbiotic relationship at the beginning. They're giving us what we so desperately want. We so desperately want love. We want affection. We want attention. And they are right there to provide it. And then, just like a Trojan horse, just like what the Greeks did when they wheeled that Trojan horse into that city. And, you know, everybody thought, what a beautiful Trojan horse that was. What a beautiful horse sculpture that was. And it was filled with an army. And that's exactly what happens with a cluster B. Because eventually, if it's a narcissist, the mask slips off. Or if it's a borderline, their insecurities catch up with them. And then they start to project into you their insecurities. And as this empty vessel that we are, we start to kind of react to that. We kind of start to assume that. We start to mirror them. We start to defend ourselves. We start to defend the relationship. You know, we're constantly defending. We're lawyers of these cluster B relationships. We're defending the relationship continuously. We're defending something that's not really there. And that's what we have to accept. And it's very hard for most of us out there to accept these basic fundamentals because we just can't believe that we've been conned. Listen to my podcast, Emotional Con Game. One of the most listened to podcasts that I produced recently. It makes sense because that's exactly what it is. So if it's a narcissist, you are a supply. You may be a financial supply. You may be a supply to make them feel good about themselves because they inherently are very, very, um, they have very low self-esteem. If it's a borderline, they have low self-esteem. So they're basically reinventing themselves as you. So you're essentially having a relationship with yourself at the beginning, and then it all falls apart. It ruptures. And this all goes back to family of origin, folks. This all goes, goes back to how we were raised. In fact, my, my wife and I just recently had a discussion about that. And what was so interesting in that discussion, she talked about the screwed up upbringing that she had with her siblings. And yet she identified her siblings as being the ones who were so grossly affected by it, who have personality disorders. And she didn't identify herself. She, in fact, she basically applauded herself that she got through it, that she had two parents that didn't want her, didn't love her. So think about it. She grew up with two parents who she was very cognizant of that didn't want her or love her. How can she love somebody else? She can't. You know, you want to think that maybe because her parents didn't love her, she has this undying supply of love for somebody else. She doesn't. Family of origin is so important. And I advise you to look at yours to figure out what your role in the relationship is or was. You have to think about that because we don't come in with a clean slate of an emotional report either. We may be codependent. We become trauma bonded. Most normal people would not put up with what we put up with. Get that. Understand that because that's the truth. If you step out of your relationship for a minute 
And, and it's weird because I'll tell you, I've talked to people about my relationship. I've talked to a mental health coach just recently. And it was amazing because I really didn't go into a lot of detail about my relationship. I'd done some intake forms and, you know, basically kind of gave a broad spectrum, a broad view. But her question to me is, why are you still there? And I was like, wow, that's not the first time I've heard that from a licensed professional. Why are you still there? Now, I have my reasons. We all do. But don't we get it that people look at this and go, why are you still there? And yeah, it's great to be able to say, you know what? I'm still here because I love this person. But folks, there's some form of acceptance that we need to exercise. Yeah, you can love the cluster B. That's great. But you won't change them. It's called acceptance. And that's what's so hard for all of us, including myself. That's part of coming out of the fog. That is part of the healing process process. Accepting the fact that, yeah, you can love the cluster B and that's great that you do, but they won't love you and they won't be the person that they pretended to be much like Morgan Evans sings about in over for you. Listen to the song. It makes a lot of sense. It captured my, my attention And it almost brought me to tears because he's singing about my life too. How many times have you said you loved me? And it wasn't true. Those are very hard words. They they, they bear weight. They bear a lot of emotional weight. And cluster bees just kind of throw it out there because we lap it up like a cat with milk. We do. Because that's what we want to hear. Okay, so you, you you can continue to abuse me but you love me. Abuse is not love. Understand that. And I will continue to talk about that in upcoming podcasts to remind you, you know, they can say, I love you and then smack you. Well, folks, that's not love. And that doesn't give them an excuse to behave the way that they do. I love you. But again, it goes back to the narcissist prayer. You know, if I, if I did it, then you deserved it. Okay. So it, it just takes all fault away from them. It's your fault. Everything is your fault. My inner torch at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, please give it a five-star review on whichever platform you happen to be listening to. It does help spread the word. It really does. And I've noticed an exponential increase in listenership since I've been asking you to do that, spread the word to other people who may be suffering because we're all in this together. And the more we can learn and understand that the situation is not normal, it will not change. And then we choose with free will, how we want to continue. That's the bottom line. When it comes down to it, it's not up to the cluster B Trojan horse. It's up to you. What do you decide to do on your own free will? Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch.